Skyscrapers slide by as the town car weaves its way up the avenue toward the Upper West Side. As Midtown's high-rises give way to brownstones and brick residential buildings, I recover my center and my focus. Thankfully, I won't have to worry about project resistance with CJ. CJ is like a little sister to me. Since her brother passed away, I've stepped into the protector role Sean filled so well. The past two years without my best friend and business partner haven't been easy. But being there for CJ has given me something to do, assuaging my anger and sadness. Every time I get pissed that a texting driver took my friend away, I think of something nice to do for CJ. It's a coping mechanism that works, and it's a hell of a lot less complicated than a booty call to the woman of the moment. Gary pulls up outside Ruby's kitchen, where CJ is already waiting on the curb, and my stress level drops another degree. She wears a sunshine-colored dress with strappy sandals and a jacket slung over her arm. Her chestnut hair curls softly in the spring breeze, and her nose is buried in her e-reader, as usual. The woman is an unrepentant bookworm, obsessed with horror novels that are every bit as scary as she is sweet. Weirdo, I mutter affectionately as I savor the sight of her, one of the few people in the world I can trust not to make life unnecessarily complicated. CJ shuts the cover on her e-reader as I swing out of the car. And he appears. She taps her foot playfully as I join her on the sidewalk. She tosses her dark hair off her shoulders as her face melts into that kid in a candy shop grin she's never outgrown. That's one of the many things I adore about her, her absolute sweetness. I've been known to make appearances from time to time. I lean in to give her a chaste kiss on the cheek, enjoying the familiar jasmine scent of her hair. I'm assuming your tardiness means you had a most excellent night, she says, raising her eyebrows. That's the thing about girls who have known you for more than a decade. They're well aware of your foibles and shortcomings, your strengths and your weaknesses. No way. I hold up two fingers. Scout's honor. I was a good boy last night. I was only late because I saw something in a shop window I couldn't resist. I hold out the gift bag. For you. Are you really going to do this? Really? For real? A voice inside my head keeps squeaking, but I ignore that wimpy coward because this is go time. This is the real deal. This is do or die. The stars are aligning, and the universe has given me the big thumbs up for Operation V-Card. You might not think it would be that hard for a reasonably attractive woman who isn't overly needy, smelly, or allergic to showers to lose her virginity, but you would be wrong. I've been trying to get rid of this albatross hanging around my neck for years, but I'm looking down the barrel of age 26 with no acceptable deflowerer in sight. At least not until now. Now, Graham needs something from me, something that I'm happy to give because I've always believed in his vision for his company, and I need something from him. Things couldn't be going more perfectly if I'd scripted this brunch chat. And sure, it's going to be weird, but it's always been weird between Graham and me. Graham, who I've lusted after since before I really knew what lust was. Even when I first laid eyes on him, back when he was 17 and Sean's best friend, he was all man. Broad shoulders, narrow waist, stubble-lined jaw and a deep, husky voice that sent shivers down my spine. He ignited all my preteen fantasies. I daydreamed about Graham giving me my first kiss behind the pool house almost as often as I daydreamed about winning a road race cycling medal at the Summer Olympics. At 11, 
kisses and personal achievements comfortably coexist. At 25, it's so much harder, especially in a city like New York, where everyone under the age of 30 is obsessed with success. Professional success, not personal relationship success. No one wants to fall in love before 35 anymore, and even sex is something guys seem to want to pick up at a drive through window. If I wait around to find the perfect guy on a dating app or at happy hour in the meatpacking district, I'm going to be the world's oldest living virgin, and that is not a title I'm interested in holding. Yes, all in. No backing out now. I flip my hair over my shoulder and straighten my spine. Graham's gaze flicks down to my chest before darting just as quickly back to my eyes. Oh my God, Graham just looked at my boobs. Aha, this is going to work. It's really going to work. Thank you, sexy yellow dress.